Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Tiki Barber. The Giants have continually just taken small steps forward. It is obviously coaching, but these guys just got better across the board. And the expectation rose each and every victory that they had this year. And that's what makes us so damn impressive. Brandon Tierney. This is pathetic. Like, old kid inside, why would you start Flacco? It is such a defeatist loser move. I don't want them to win, and I don't want to watch Flacco. So why would I watch the game? Tiki and Tierney on the fan. 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. All right, 1002 on the fan. What's happening? Tiki and Tierney here, ready to go. Big day for you. Julian Love going to join us. Start priming up those G-men. Get ready for the Vikes. Sweeney Murdy's going to pop in. What in the world's going on with this Carlos Correa situation? Getting wackier by the day. We'll hit all that. Tiki, what's happening, buddy? How you are know, you today? So much of this Zach Wilson saga over this last year, really the last couple of years, has created a, a a serious doubt in whether he's ever going to be the guy, and I and I and I try to find examples where a young player has been given the stage to compete and to grow and to be that guy, and he just keeps failing and failing, and the coaching staff keeps failing and failing, and and now the Jets find themselves in a very precarious point because Zach Wilson is probably a bust. For the Jets. I'm not saying he can't go someplace else and figure it out and do whatever. But he's probably a bust for the Jets. And that's got to be frustrating for all involved because there was so much expectation for him. So many exciting potentials. Uh, use that dirty word when it's not fulfilled for Zach Wilson. And it just never happened. And now it sounds like and it feels like the Jets are right back at square one in year three with, with Zach Wilson. And I I can't see the path forward. So I'm not saying he's going to be a bust and he's never going to be a successful player in the NFL. Hell, the Jets may even figure it out if they bring in the right person, whoever that may be. But he, in my mind, is busted. And it's not because of him. It's because of the entire situation around him. I try to look at the guys who had bad seasons that have turned into good quarterbacks as rookies or second years, whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen is the one that jumps off the page because he was garbage as a rookie throwing the football. 52% completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. But there was this little thing on the side that you pointed to. It was like, oh, wait, he rushed for 630 yards and had eight rushing touchdowns. There was always like a little bit of something. Same thing can be said for, you know, Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, even Tua had a couple of big days. Mm -hmm. as, a, as a Like, I look at Zach Wilson, and I can't find that silver lining. I can't find that little ray of sunshine that's telling me, well, if he just does this a whole lot better, other than off-platform crazy, you know, whatever, non-predictable things, I can't find it with him. 
And now I'm listening to, you know, the the exit interviews and he's saying he's going to compete. Zach says he's going to compete. You know, they're talking about bringing in a veteran offensive mind, Gary Kubiak, whoever that may be. You know, Robert Sala has the plan. Like, it's you're back at square one with Zach one in year three. That never works, ever. I'm trying to think of the example, and it just doesn't work without significant change. Daniel Jones, it's working in year four because there was significant change. New head coach, new coordinator. If you're going to run it back the same for Zach Wilson, like it sounds like they're trying to do, it's not going to work. I got to tell you, I was a little confused overall with what the Jets were throwing out there yesterday in totality. Yes. You know, just that that's how I walked away. Um, is LaFleur coming back? Is LaFleur coming back with some senior veteran voice above him? Is Zach going to get a real shot to be the starter? Is Zach going to be gone? You know, I I, I I certainly understand that oftentimes words, especially in sports, like we we hang on these words. Oh, what did the coach say? Oh, what did Brian Cashman say? To, you know, what did, what did Aaron Boone say? Usually it doesn't really matter. It's what, what they do in terms of changing the roster and eventually the execution of the new players they bring in and the, if you will, like a recalibration of, of whatever needs to be recalibrated. And, and that's ultimately what's going to define these Jets moving forward here. But I, I, I would have liked a little more clarity yesterday from the Jets. There was some mixed messaging. There was just some some wires that were crossing. You know, Joe Douglas was kind of saying this, and there was an intimation of that. And Robert Sala was throwing this out there, but this was also kind of intimated. And, you know, Zach said that, and this might actually be true. I, I don't really feel better. Now, to be fair... It doesn't matter what they said yesterday, unless it was, we just got off the phone with Sean Payton. <laughs> that would have made me feel absolutely better. But I'm a little confused. I ended the season with a, well, there was actually apathy going into the Miami game, but there was rage down the stretch, how the Jets just disintegrated. Yes. Then it morphed into apathy. Now it's into confusion, and confusion sometimes with me leads back to rage. It doesn't make me feel good about the direction. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. No, I agree. And, and and the one thing I wanted out of this exit interviews because you always get them at the end of the season. You usually don't pay attention, but when you're when you're when you waffled like the Jets did, you kind of want like an understanding of what we're like. Tell us what exactly happened and how you're going to get back on on path. And I I'm I'm left feeling like they don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good thing. And yeah, I know the season ended a week, not even a week ago, for four days ago. And but you had to have been thinking about this. There had to be some sort of formulation of a plan, and it doesn't feel like it's there. And you know, it's all going to come back to the quarterback. It always does, especially when your team has some talent like the Jets do. It always falls on that guy who takes the ball every offensive snap and, and has to be the leader, has to dictate success. And I, 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 I I'm, I'm struggling to find how to not put him in the bus category. Like, I really don't want to, because I like the kid. You know, I like I like the opportunity and the and the physical talents and the skill, all that stuff that we talk about, you know, when he was at BYU. I like that, and I want to see the, the success story. I want to see the redemption. I want to see it. But I, I don't know if he has it, and I don't know if the team is going to put him in a position to fully realize it. And as a, I'm not a Jet fan, but I can see why Jet fans are frustrated, borderline pissed off, because this seems to happen over and over and over and over and over again. Yep, that's why I always look at Woody. And to me, there's a thread there. You know, ownership, Leon Hess, you know, rest in peace, not a good owner. Jets didn't win. Woody Johnson, not a good owner. 
Jets don't win. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Yeah, he's a bust. I mean, so far he's a bust. Now, that doesn't mean that that you can't come back from that, although there are very few examples. Uh, the one that's most often cited, though, at this point, it's 15, 16 years ago, mid-2000s, uh, with Alex Smith, who was the first overall pick out of Utah, where he had multiple coaches yeah, and, you know, true. there was so many moving parts. You and I talked about it's this a lot remarkable. back in the day. It's actually remarkable, this career that he had, given the, the crap that he put out those first couple of years. Yeah, he was hurt as well. He yeah. missed an entire season. I think it was his shoulder. His He actually had a sub-50% completion percentage. They didn't win. I mean, he was just bamboozled out there in the Bay. Not quite the way we do it here. It's a different energy out there. Like, we're... We're we're more raw here. They're a little different out there, but trust me, they weren't happy. And they, I understand why. He stunk. And then all of a sudden, a tremendous head coach came in. He said, I see this player uh, as, as, as salvageable. I've got to augment what we do. I, I've got to run more. Uh, and that's where Frank Gore, well, it doesn't, at this point, the Niners reciting their history is meaningless. But there are a few chapters in the lengthy NFL book that gives you a, a speck of hope that yes. the Jets could get this right. But... Tiki is not wrong. Right now, he is an absolute bust. Statistically, emotionally, all the things you need from your quarterback, he's a bust. And I don't, he's a bust. And, and the problem is I don't trust the pro, like what's happening inside the team. That's where I was going. To make it, yes. to make it better. Yeah, the only reason it changes is because there's generally an abrupt change either you know with the coach or with – like, listen, I, 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 Garrett Wilson's great. And Elijah Moore's talented. I don't think they unlock him enough. But no. one of the reasons why it changed up in Buffalo is they went and they traded for Stephon Diggs, who's a veteran. And he, and he was a veteran when they got That's him. That's right. Same thing happened in Miami right, with Tua. Now, yeah. Tua's got injury concerns and three concussions in a year. Who knows what his future actually holds or if he's going to play this weekend. Not they played the made the postseason. But the point is, when you need to really elevate a quarterback who's borderline is he going to make it, or is he is he bust, or is he, like, salvageable? You go get him a stud. And, I mean, the Jets kind of have that, but he's a rookie. and I, I don't know. It's just I, the plan is escaping me. It really is. I want to see it successful because I want New York sports to be successful. Mm-hmm. But it's escaping me right now. Yeah. And, and, and it forces me to put Zach in a bucket that sucks, right? Being in that bust bucket sucks because people will talk about it, People still talk about Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, he's a point of right? reference. Ryan Leaf, like these, yeah. you know all the names. Historical footnotes. And, and if you are in not a good market, when their name comes up, if you're in a market like New York, oh, it's going to be there for a long time. Undeniable. Teak eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is our number inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Friends of Town Fair remind you that you always get the guarantee lowest price on. Name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, listen, Giant fans, this is. This is it's almost your it's almost your time. You got to bear with it. We've got to sort through this stuff. It is what it is. I mean, the Jets just absolutely collapsed in in incredible fashion, and there's um, there's a lot of confusion out there in Florham Park. And I think what I was looking for was you know that that one sage voice, that one reassurance that mm-hmm. things would get right. Uh, and and I didn't hear that. I didn't hear it yesterday. I was looking forward again. I, I I like what I like what Zach Wilson said. You know, and if you missed it, he said, "Hey, if they if they bring in a veteran, I'm going to make this guy's life you know live in hell every day." Great. He's supposed to say that, and nobody even knows if Zach's going to be on the team next season, and that's okay. I think everything should be on the table. I just don't know where that that ultimate voice is coming from that I trust. 
My trust in Joe Douglas, while I'm not abandoning Joe entirely, it's not nearly as strong as it was. Mm -hmm. It's just not. I'm not sure if he got the coach, and he probably whiffed on the quarter. Actually, to this point, he absolutely whiffed on the quarterback. So, you know, my belief in Joe has has gone a little sideways. And the head coach, you know where I stand. I think he's okay. Uh, I don't think he's anything special. I don't know that he's a franchise elevator. You know, one thing that I had a... I had to laugh at, and not in, in the comedic sense, but in the torturous sense. You know, I, I hear I hear Jet saying yesterday, oh, God, I love Roberts. I believe, and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, how about you play for him yeah. down the stretch? Because, Teague, that is the thing. Like, you can tell somebody, God, I care about you. I want the best for you. I have your back. But when they call you at 2.12 in the morning and something's wrong and you don't pick up the phone, do you really have their back? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Did, did the Jets really have the collective back? Of their head coach the last two months? They didn't play like it. Exactly. Now, they might say that. That might sound good. Oh, what a cute little soundbite. You know, and I'm not I'm not knocking the kid. Kid's phenomenal. Brees Hall definitely said that. Uh, I love him. All right, great. Well, you know, maybe, and to be fair, if Brees was out there, they probably squeeze out the additional winner mm-hmm. or two required to make the playoffs. <laughs> but everybody else that's telling us how much they love Robert Sala, actions speak louder than words. And you guys had a chance on national TV on a Thursday to do something about it, you got punked by the Jaguars. You had a chance to to exercise some demons in Seattle. You got punked out in Seattle by a team that didn't even qualify for the playoff. Barely, they had yeah. a good season, yeah. you know. But I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know. Well, I mean, they did, but yeah, they, yeah. they almost did not. You know what I'm saying? So all these things that they tell us, I need actions. I needed to be backed up. And yesterday was was rather empty rhetoric for me. I don't know exactly what I expected. I just think. I was hoping for. I, I was hoping to be moved mm-hmm. emotionally well, think, more I, than I was. I, I think in order with conviction, but I think in order for the Jet fan to be moved, there, you can't run it back. You can't. Hey, we're going to try this again, and that, mm-hmm. that was that was my point. Like, I'm you don't find the su- success story where you've worked two years in a row to make, and this is specific to Zach Wilson. I'm focused mostly on the quarterback here. I know they had offensive line issues. I know you could throw every excuse out there, but it doesn't diminish how bad the quarterback situation is in New York right now. And so as you look at the seasons and you look at the history of of quarterbacks that are drafted high and then just keep running it back and back, you got to go way back. Alex Smith was a long time. He was my era, dude. You got to go way back. Before you find, yeah, he hung on for four or five years, and he fig- finally figured it out. You can't afford to do that anymore. And so the the lack of a plan, or at least a concrete one, running it back with the same situation just doesn't feel that appealing at all. No. Uh, let me ask you a question. So there's a lot of... A lot of speculation. I mean, it's it's going to happen. If LaFleur is back, he's going to be paired up with a veteran mm-hmm. assistant. Yeah, like, that sage like, like Tom Moore like Tom used Moore. to be. Yeah. Like wherever he is now, he's uh-huh. an older assistant, hangs, hanging around, just giving advice, yep. helping these young coordinators, whoever, grow. But here's my question with that dynamic. Let's say LaFleur is back and that, that voice does enter the building. Who went? Eventually, there's a struggle. You're not always uniformly on the same page. So, if we're two or three weeks into the season, yeah, let's the Jets say it's offense, G- yeah, let's say it's Gary Kubiak. Let's say it's Gary Kubiak, and the Jets' offense is a little choppy, whether it's Zach or whatever, and it's just not rolling. And Lafleur's got his vision, vision, and Kubiak has his. Who wins? Yeah. I, I don't know how that's palatable. Yeah, I, I don't know I, how that works. Well, it, it, it sounds good. Oh, the older voice is going to come in and you know guide the younger offensive coordinator. But is that really practical? I mean, 
If it works, yes. <laughs> if it doesn't, it, no. Because I think you're right. I think what happens is eventually someone has to become alpha, right? Somebody yes. has to become the 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 win the winning out voice. And unfortunately, because Robert Sala is a defensive focused coach, that's where his mind is, where his expertise is. It's it's not like he has the you know the the swaying vote. It's not like he can say, well. You know, Mike LaFleur, your, your, your input matters more than Gary Kubiak's. Or Gary, your input matters more than Mike LaFleur's. Because it's, it's not his expertise. And how does Robert Sala navigate that as the know, head of the hard. franchise you know, on a day-to-day basis? It gets hard. Who is he referred to, his buddy or the veteran voice? <laughs> I don't know. It's very complicated. As smart just call Sean Payton. Yeah, BT. As smart Make as it, it sounds, as smart as it sounds, yeah. it actually creates another layer of complication. It could. Now that doesn't mean that. Let me be fair. I don't. I'm not saying that Lafleur is not going to be amenable to a new voice. Mm-hmm. I believe that, like on on the most basic conceptual level, he, he well, first of all, he probably knows if I don't do this, I'm out. So he's going to embrace it, but. He might embrace embrace it for the first two, three weeks as they install, as they craft this offseason vision of how to fix Zach or do whatever with whomever. But eventually, the rubber's going to beat the road, and LaFleur's going to be hell-bent on his way, and the new voice, whomever that is, is going to want to do it his way. And if there's a little lack of harmony, how does Robert Sala, who's still trying to learn how to be a head coach day-to-day effectively, you got to throw this in his lap? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It it doesn't seem perfect. So... I'm trying. There is a process to do this. Like there is. Like how do you, how do you get a quarterback up to snuff on in the NFL? You start by drafting one who doesn't need to be completely overhauled. Well, that's, that's where it that, starts. That's one. But there is a process to doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and look, Brian Dable probably knows what this. Like I, we could go sit down if you and I, you know, popped over to I forget where they live, Franklin Lakes, and, and you know. Go have a cigar and have a scotch with Anytime. Brian Dable. I'll bring the bottle. Right. If, we, if we go do that in the offseason, we say, Coach, t- you know, tell us this pro. How did you get Zach, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Josh Allen? Like, what, what was the first thing that you well, but did? By the way, if that happens, I'm going to actually try to get him to come to the Jets. <laughs> I'm not going to waste you're my time on my Josh. You're, <laughs> not, you're not taking my, my head coach. <laughs> Maybe but, six scotches in. Hey, but, but, hey but, what do you think there, uh, buddy? But, but here's the conversation. Save us? Tell us the first thing that you did. And mm-hmm. he's going to say, well, you know, this is what I did. I, you know. Got to know him. I got to know how he works. He ticks. You know, we 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 come. He came over. We had some beers. We did whatever. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to push the right buttons at the right times. And then you know, once we got on the got in the film room uh, and the and then in the book, we started talking about X, Y, and Z. And then when we got on the field, we started doing this fundamental. Like there's a process to get this to make this right for Zach Wilson and. If the Jets don't follow a process and not just say, oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we got him worked out. I think they've been saying he'll figure it out instead of going through some mm. prescribed yep. step yep. to make him an NFL quality quarterback. I mean, it's, it's obvious that they haven't done that. Yeah. They need to do that. Otherwise, he will fully be busted. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't even possibly dispute that. 877-337-6666. Giant fans, Julian Love coming up at 1130. Start uh, greasing the wheels for the showdown with the Vikings. We've got Sweeney a little later. 
Uh, Hoff, real fast, you got a little nervous with this Carlos Correa stuff. Every day, a little different story. It's annoying. I'm not nervous. You're not nervous, but it's annoying. Okay, fair enough. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. We got you till 2. That is Craig and Evan. Your call's up next right here on this Tuesday. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Mets have acquired... Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 1027 on The Fan. It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. Got Julian Love coming up at one hour. Giants, Vikings, let's go. Sweeney Murdy coming up 12 o'clock hour. Why is Hicks still here? And why is Donaldson still here? They're not going anywhere. One of them better be gone. Uh, <laughs> you know, I would say this too, and it's a tiring expression. It holds a lot of truth, but I don't think it's always applicable. Uh, and I don't think it's applicable here. Same old Jets. That, you and I don't buy that. Mm-mm. It does feel different in many regards. It is very different. I agree with that for sure. But I'll tell you what. And one thing I took away from yesterday is they better not mess up this Quentin Williams situation. Because to me, if that is not resolved going into OTAs, I don't want him missing a single bench press rep or whatever else they do in OTAs. Some other meaningless, you know, half-ass drill. He needs to be there, which means the Jets better bestow upon him a sweet deal from one of the best players at his position in football. And if they don't, then that's where that same old Jets stuff can kind of filter in a little bit. That needs to be done. Yeah, you don't want you don't want this to become a I don't know a, like a they're not taking care of their own situation. They don't care about their own. There's one guaranteed All Pro on that team this year, and it's Quinnen Williams, and maybe Sauce, and maybe Sauce too. But I'm just saying, yeah, Quinnen is almost guaranteed Fantastic. to be an All Pro. He's one of the best D linemen in. Football. Forget the fact that he was inside, not yeah. on the edge. Maybe he's low maintenance off the field. Yeah. He's a good I mean, kid. Keeps his head down. Whole grown, team, homegrown. Yep. Built him up to where he is right now. You got to take care. Of him. You got to find a way to take care of him. I know that they're tight on the cap. I'm looking at it now. BT, their mm-hmm. estimated cap space for next year is only about ten million dollars or so. Um, you know, which he'll increase because there'll be releases, there'll be restructuring, everything, all these other things going on. But you got to find a way to take care of Quentin Williams and. He'll let you know if they're not. Yeah, and I suspect that they will. Yeah. I, I really don't think that they will butcher this, but it is it is something I'm watching. I want to see this. This should be a relatively smooth mm-hmm. negotiation. You know what You know what he is? You know what the, the market has, has, has bore? Bore? That's right. Yeah. Has uh, <laughs> bared? Born? Bo- no, not born. I'm thinking bore, B-O-R-E. Oh, like, bear, like weathered. Bore, I don't know. Yeah, like, you know what like I'm held. Yeah, yeah, you know what the market's... Spit out the last couple of years. So you know what he's uh, general. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Parameters, what the guy's worth is what I'm saying. Shouldn't be that hard. Dude, you were the English major, not me. Well, no, I was a journalism major. Big <laughs> Whatever. Difference. You studied English. I was a computer geek. <laughs> That's a tough one, bore. It is. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used that. I don't think you know? I know. I don't know what's correct. Well, I wasn't very sure when I threw it out there. All right, let's get to the calls. 877-337-6666. Uh, let's start with Dan up in Saratoga. What's happening, Danny? How are you? What's up, Dan? Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Okay. Good, man. I watched these press conferences yesterday with Douglas and Stalla. And I continually hear we have to do this with Zach and we should have done that with Zach and this Zach and that Zach. Why didn't somebody just say to Douglas, did you ever envision he couldn't hit an eight-yard pass with a guy wide open that it would land at their feet or over their head? This is not something you guys got to take blame for. Call hit the kid out for once. Yeah. If we keep babysitting this kid, I don't think anything's ever going to get better. I, you know, Dan, it's interesting you say that because I, I don't want to say we we hated that quarterbacks never got criticized like publicly, like very rarely. And I'm talking about internally. I'm not talking about like to the to the world, you know, the the media. But internally, quarterbacks always got treated with kid gloves. They always it never was their fault. Right? It was always someone else's fault. Um, but sometimes it, they need tough love. They they need it. Mm-hmm. Like they need to know that they're also treated with the same kind of critical eye and verbally critical eye that everybody else is. And maybe that was the issue. You know, maybe Zach didn't feel like he was doing anything wrong and therefore that's why he felt uncoachable. Because that's kind of what you're starting to hear in not so many words, that he was uncoachable. They would tell him what to do and he just wouldn't it wouldn't translate. He wouldn't execute on Sundays. So Maybe if it's, I don't know, publicly like put out there, then it's less, he can't hide from it. He can't say, yeah, the coaches are telling me I'm doing everything great. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're not, dude. We heard him. <laughs> so, because that's what happens. If, if you're a lineman, if you're a tackle and you miss a block, you give a you know the running back a lookout block, guess what? You're getting crushed, and everybody knows it. Quarterbacks never are subject to that. And it's really their entire life. I mean, if you're yeah. a quarterback in the NFL, pretty good chance you were the quarterback stud in town when you were seven, eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. And then you move into high school and everybody's holding your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it. A little different analysis. Let's get Mark and Yonkers. Mark is on the Fantique and Tierney Show. Mark, what's happening? Hey, what's up, boys? What's happening? What's up, uh, Mark? You're going to remember me. I was the one who thought uh, George was going to get $500 million. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got all right. All right. We, judge is not, not poor right now. Right. But let's, I just want to make one point about Zach Wilson. I'm not going to hang up. I just want to know what you guys are going to say. Okay. okay. First of all, he should have never, ever been taken out when he was 5-2. and two, Okay? I don't care if three of those wins were lucky. There's not a lucky win column. Okay? A win is a win. I think they destroyed him right there. And Salah let this team dictate 
who he puts in at quarterback, mm -hmm. wearing Mike White T-shirts. He should have been fired right there because, to me, he lost the locker room. Okay, Mark, let and, me ask you something real quick. But, I, you're right about that, but hold on. Let me ask you a question real, real quick and ask you what you would have done. If you're Robert Sala in that situation, because I agree with you, I don't think, in retrospect, he should not have benched him. I know what the call for Mike White was, and I, I get it, but he shouldn't have benched him. But what would you have done? After have, okay. after he's like, yeah, it's not my fault that we want to do it. Like, what would you have done if you were that coach? Oh, okay, you know he's young. I would have brought him in my office, explained to him, you know, you cannot do that. And for the people who don't want to play for Zach, get rid of him. There's plenty of people that would love to be in your position. This is your number you, number two pick. Let him get the experience. Look at Daniel Jones. He's in year four. Look at him now. Mm -hmm. They should have picked him number two for a reason, and they shouldn't have bailed on him. I think they bailed on him, and I don't think it was right. Yeah, I mean, no, you're 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 not wrong. Appreciate your call, Mark. Thank you, Mark. I, I and this, this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about from the previous caller. You almost needed to call him out publicly, like when he when he made it was an egregious misstep in the media. It was it was bad when he kind of didn't take responsibility. Yeah. Oh, we, it we crushed him. Everybody off. Yep. Instead of benching him, you probably should have just called him out. Right? And I don't want to say embarrass him, but hold him accountable for his own actions. Like mm -hmm. his 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 words. Uh, he, he, clearly he's going to be held accountable for his actions, his poor play. But hold him accountable for his words publicly cuz that never happens. It never happens. Just like Daniel Jones got held accountable by Brian Dable, maybe inadvertently, for throwing a stupid interception against the Tennessee Titans. He got called out by Dable in plain view of every camera, every Giant fan, and that made us respect Brian Dable because yep. you knew he was you know, coaching him hard, but it also made us keep a, a critical eye on Daniel Jones to see if he would do it again. Guess what? Yep. He didn't. Which I think earned him even more respect because of the way he was you know coached why? hard immediately. You know why? Because Daniel Jones now knew that everybody was paying attention to that. Zach Wilson never you didn't he didn't know if everybody mm -hmm. was paying attention to you know what, what the things that he was doing behind the scenes. The stuff that we didn't see. Yeah, I get it. You know, you asked Mark what what should Salah have done? I'll tell you what Robert Salah should have done. He should have quietly gone to a couple of veterans, all right? Whether it's – and I, maybe two or three of them. Yeah. Get Mosley, get a defensive voice out there. Mosley, I know Tomlinson's new, but he's respected, and Uzaba, whomever. Get, give me three guys. Get them in your office and, and, and have a real, raw communication. Guys, I get it. This kid's a mess, all right? But we've got to we've got to empower him. Mm -hmm. we, we can't strip him down. We can't destroy this yeah. kid. So whatever's going on in that locker room with t-shirts that was happening with the t-shirts and this undermining. You guys were in charge. It's got to end. That's how you handle it. Yeah. And that but what's that, so hard about that? It's funny because that's what we were talking about yesterday. Who who was that guy internally? And we did. I couldn't identify it. Yeah, but it's up to Sala to identify yes. that guy. Not yes. up to us to identify well, it's that guy. It's up to Sala to empower those guys. Yeah. to be the voices that matter in the locker room. Yeah, but you you yeah yeah yes right. But you so, empower them by identifying them first. Course. Then you empower of them. You I totally you, agree. You delegate your authority. to That's them. how you do it. Yeah. And by the way, by 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 communicating on a very real level with the CJ Mosley, CJ would have gotten it. Of course, Uzamba would have gotten yeah. it. They'd you be know, pissed off still, but for they, sure they, they would have handled it. But the right they way. would have understood, and they would have been the soldiers for Salah and the organization internally, and it, I'm not saying it would have been radically different. It wouldn't be this messy. It just wouldn't be. It wouldn't be this fractured. Good.
Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Tiki's got a little appearance tomorrow night getting paid the big bucks, I hear. Uh, I got got Tiki. paid nothing. What? (laughs) Nothing. Tiki, Carl Banks, and Bob Papa. Bob Popper. Uh, You guys are going to do a little Giants-Vikings preview at the Blue Ale House in Riverdale, New Jersey. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that's right down the road. Yeah. I figured out where it is. It's actually pretty pretty close, actually. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys are in the hood, in the area, stop by and... uh, have a drink and watch the Giants, you know, a couple legends there. And obviously, Papa, he's a legend as well. Different kind of Papa legend. at this point is definitely a legend. Yeah, there's no doubt. He's Been no around doubt. forever. Find out if he's still doing the games with a dip. I am curious. <laughs> I am curious. Because I used to do a radio show with a dip years ago. Uh, it's not easy. So I wonder if he's still doing that. That's tomorrow night. All right. So now, uh, before we get back to these calls, 877-337-6666. You know, this Carlos Correa situation is annoying. So let me boil it down for everybody. This is all Boris. This is all leverage. This is all trying to create leverage. Uh, you see the reports, and they're so different. Yeah. Uh, the Mets and Carlos Cray is basically a done deal. Well, here come the Twins accelerating uh, their push in the talks with Carlos Correa. He don't want to be in Minnesota. Mm. See, that's what everybody needs to understand. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have stayed. He would have just renegotiated internally, opted out, negotiated with Minnesota, and stayed there because they offered him some decent money. Yes, it was very decent. Not as decent as the Mets getting no. 12 years, 315, which, by the way, he's not going to get. He wants to be a New York Met. He wants this stage, and he's perfect for the Mets. He's exactly what they need. He's going to be a Met. I fully believe that. Now, I think what they're trying to hammer through, and aside from the nonsense with Boris, trying to make it seem like more teams are interested, etc., there's this thing called an exclusion clause, mm-hmm. all right? This isn't talked about too much in baseball contracts, but the exclusion the exclusion clause basically is an insert where if player X misses X amount of days due to a pre-existing injury and he's on the injured list, then a portion of the agreed-upon terms can then be altered mid-contract. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, that's one thing that they're absolutely trying to work through here. Is Correa getting 12 years, 315? No. Is Carlos Correa going to be batting either second, third, or fifth for the New York Mets and playing third base on opening day? My answer is yes. That's what I believe. Yeah, and Hoff had heard that it was an almost done deal, but then Boris started throwing out, or at least somebody, presumably Boris started throwing out that someone else was coming in with some more money, whatever it was. Yeah, it was basically, we. I started hearing a ton of rumors. Nothing hit social media at all, being like, it's locked and loaded. It's good to go. We just have to wait for the MLBPA approval, the union approval, which made sense. And then all of a sudden, everything started leaking about an hour or two later. Twins are coming in, which means either A, someone wants to get a report out there because they want to get some extra hits, yeah. or someone else is really just trying to make one last push to but see the if they Twins get more money. had a shot already. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I would throw it a third option there, Hoff. I think it's, in, in all probability, you know, Boris throwing this out there to try to squeeze a couple of more nickels out of the Mets. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what I think it is. And I don't know that the Mets will bend because Cohen's not going to get played. No. Because everybody knows Carlos Correa wants New York. So I think this thing might actually get announced today. I, I, why I feel that way, I, I don't know why. Because it's starting to heat up. Like there's like this, like last, no, like la- last, last bets. Don't like Coming down to home stretch. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like the, the, yeah, I feel like we're going to get some resolution today, tomorrow. And I, I believe he's going to be a Met. So Met fans, I wouldn't be too worried. Although, 
you know, Bernie Williams was supposed to be a Red Sox back in the day. I mean, you never know if this stuff. Somebody could come in last second, wacky money. Yeah, but Bernie was the entire equation. He was still he was leaving home. It was different. Yeah, right. Where Carlos Correa has already left. Yeah, so he doesn't have that sentimental yeah. pull. Which, so you mean the door would be open wider for him not to go to the Mets yeah. because he's already been bouncing yes. around a little. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's true. But I still think. Listen, where would you rather be? Uh, New York, here or Minnesota? By the way, he needs to be in New York if he wants to be at the level that he knows that he can play at. And we've talked about this before. In Houston, not saying he was sheltered or, or like you know protected, but he was protected. Right? There were other great players on that team, Altuve and Bregman, etc., um, that that helped him be at his best. If he goes to Minnesota, it's not he doesn't necessarily have that. He's the top dog. Like he has to be the guy. He's got to hit forty home runs or thirty five home runs or whatever it is. Where if he comes to the Mets Which he never does, by the exactly. way. Exactly. If he comes to the Mets, yep. he's just gotta be who he was with the Astros. And so Correct. I think it's and it's New York mm-hmm. versus Minnesota. They were not a good team with him last year. Exactly. And he knows that. And that's part of the reason why I think he's coming here. But we'll see. 877-337-6666. Let's go up to uh, Westchester. What's up, Anthony? How are you today? What's up, Anthony? Yeah, how are you doing? <clears throat> I want to compliment both of you. I, I, I seldom call, but the two of you, not just sport-wise, but on every and everything, very intelligent. Appreciate uh, like that. The way, yeah, especially Kiki, the way you just think things out and... Uh, and 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 um, anyhow, yeah, that was my mom. Spank- that was my mom spanking my ass, Anthony, making me do well in school. How many times <laughs> you get spanked? I mean, over under was eighty. Did mom? <laughs> did mom ever reach for one sec there, Anthony? Did mom ever reach for the belt or the, wooden, or the wooden spoon? You know, my mom. My mom is five one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I understand, <laughs> but I, you know, but the the belt was usually a dad thing. The spoon no, was no, an no, Italian no. My mom, mom thing. Bo- oh, that spoon would hit the knuckles hard, mm. boy. <laughs> oh, so thank my like mom, Anthony. Thank my mom, Anthony. <laughs> What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? All right, this is. I was going to talk about the uh, locker room, but you touched on it after I mentioned it. You covered it well. Yeah, so I want to mention a quarterback who uh, I think would be perfect coming here because uh, first of all, Zach Wilson grew up watching YouTube tapes, and I, I just can't <laughs> believe the amount of uh, fans in New York to think how you know just. You know, he's done. He's, how many games has he played? There's so much to play in the game of quarterback. Yeah. It's one of the hardest decisions to play in sports. No doubt. Um, all right. The, the quarterback I'm thinking about is the fourth place in Green Bay. Um, he would play three, four more years. He's a great mentor for, uh, and I think we'd mentor him because he only has two, three years left to win a Super Bowl here. I don't know another place he has a better chance. You're talking about, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, it. Aaron is is he started to say some interesting things, Aaron? Because if you look at his deal, it's really punitive. Um, Ninety nine, I think, is the dead number. If you if they were just to cut him and move on from him, now he could retire and that money just kind of disappears into the ether because he's not playing anymore. But if he's going to get traded, it's got to be post June one, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. If you're the Jets, kind of just let's let's build Zach and whatever, but we know we're ultimately going to get Aaron Rodgers. That cap hit falls to thirty something million dollars, so it's it's swallowable, right? If you're if you're the um, if you're the the Packers, plus you have your quarterback who would obviously be Jordan Love, he's still on his rookie deal, so it doesn't. It's not as bad as it as it seems. Right? Unless you don't think Jordan Love is good. Uh, true. For the Packers. <laughs> true, true. But 
And, and, if, and if Aaron Rodgers is going to keep playing, the last thing yeah. he wanted to do is to go someplace else, you know, and, and keep playing. Although the AFC would be would be swallowable, to use your word, good yes. for them. Oh, of course. You don't want to send him to the NFC. Of course. But, I mean, if Aaron actually is the perfect guy because he is, you know, two, three years, maybe two years from being retired. He's just getting so weird, man. Which Aaron Rodgers is showing. By the way, he did have yeah. a great season. I know. Don't, don't let the fact that the Packers won a lot of games to put themselves in a position well, if they beat Detroit, they're in. That was a very that was the worst season he's had. It, Aaron Rodgers and they very became lackluster. they became more dependent on running the ball than him being the hero throwing the football. Uh, there is a tie. The obvious one is Matt Lafleur is Mike Lafleur's brother. So if there is someone who can you know integrate. Aaron Rodgers kind of seamlessly. Hey, Matt, tell me what you did to make Aaron whatever. Great. Okay, Mike, here's mm-hmm. what you do. Or the, my, or the Jets LaFleur gets fired and uh, the other LaFleur says, screw you. Well, but you know what I mean. I, I mean, <laughs> he's not coming Aaron, your way. Aaron would be really interesting here. It now, would be. Yeah. the symmetry is just too coincidental, meaning Brett Favre leaves <laughs> and he comes. I mean, obviously, he has another stop in between, but yeah. he comes to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers leaves. He comes to the Jets because uh, Brett was good. He was Nobody good. collects aging veterans like the Jets. <laughs> I mean, aging Hall of Famers. Hey, Roddy Lott played for the Jets. I, I bet just, you many people I, didn't look, realize I that. I don't think Aaron's leaving. So did Art Monk. I don't think Aaron's going to leave Green Bay. Ten years too late. I think that Christian Watson is such a good play, turned into a really good player as the season went on. You don't um, think he's going to leave? I don't. You think there's a higher probability that he leaves or retires? I think there's a... It's leave or retire are my two options as opposed to keep playing. Yeah, yeah. I think he would. I think he would retire before he left. See, I don't think he's going to retire. That's just a lot of scratch to leave on the table. I don't care. You know, I mean, he's made. I just looked how at, I looked primitive at of an existence. How many mushrooms you want to suck down and go sit in the desert and trip out? He ain't leaving one hundred fifty million dollars on the table. He. I just don't think he is. He just made a ton of money. Already. I understand a ton. I understand. <laughs> it's even, a ton more to be. Made. But by the way, he said this yesterday. He said, I've made a good enough. I know what he, he said. He basically said, I've made enough right. money that I don't really have to worry about. I'm looking up the exact number. $306 million. All right. So that's uh, $153 million, Really? <laughs> yeah, well, I okay. mean, whatever. I mean, I guess that's what you're saying. That's a lot of money. It's a lot more than I have. That's for damn sure. And if he finishes out his contract, he'll make four four fifty. I mean, just here's the thing. Can't you just... Mm. Wow. I mean, it would be interesting with Rodgers. Yeah, I, really would, would I would be. play an extra three years for another for another hundred. I'd do almost days. anything for that kind of money. <laughs> Tell you. So, Hoff, I don't know if this hit you when we were talking about this, Teague. I don't know if this hit you. Anybody, just a, a quick aside. Anybody notice some of the revisionist history that goes on with parents? Like we were just talking about. So, when Tiki used to get spanked yeah. by Mama Barbara, did Ron they get spanked of more or you? Of course, I can see Ron they get spanked of, no, more. No, one of us did. We both got spanked with one of us got in trouble. Okay, but. No, I understand that. But if you got in trouble, Rondi didn't get spanked. Yeah, did. If he didn't do anything? Yeah. Why? Yeah, because that, that was how my mom handled it. Wow. Like she that would is, spank both of us. That's rough. I, that's twins. What? Even if he didn't do anything. That's borderline. <laughs> that's unfair. Because if, if I was doing something, <laughs> yeah. he was likely He's probably doing in the middle something of the, well. Yeah, the antagonizer that mom didn't that's, see. She, she didn't rule anything out. Yeah. I, I, okay, I got that. But I noticed, like, when I, especially with, with kids of my own, obviously, younger, like, when I talk to my parents, uh, Mom, remember when you bust out the uh, the wooden spoon? I never took out the wooden spoon. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Well, what are we lying for all these years? You used to crack me right, not often, right on the knuckles with the wooden spoon. Oh, what, did we forget that? No, my parents never. My mother never did. She no, but I'm saying, that. but that now, like, parents, as, as they become grandparents, 
they kind of revise uh-huh. and soften what they did oh, yeah. when they were just parents. I mean, they still are parents, but you know what I mean. In the more conventional sense, They'll never I never you, grabbed yeah. the belt. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not yeah. that often, but you did. They always tell me to take it easy on my kids. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's just a kid. I'm like, do you remember what you used to yeah, say to me when you did to me? Come on. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. It's funny how they try to. That's because they're grandparents now. Yeah. They, they have a common enemy. Yeah, it well, us. Yes. Uh, us. <laughs> yes. Their yeah. only responsibility is to spoil exactly. and then leave the house and then leave us to pick up all the pieces. <laughs> here's gifts. Here's candy. You can stay up to whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Oh, no, but don't yell at them. Mm-hmm. You know? See, nah, yeah, we're going home. Whatever. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> all good. Love them. 877-337-6666. Did you cry when you got spanked? Never. Did Rondé? Never. You couldn't show weakness being no, the future we football tough. star that you were? No, we were just tough. Hey, sometimes it hurt. Pain did never bother me. Pain is never. Okay, okay. It, I, honestly, when you're seven BT, years old and you're getting smashed with BT, a belt you or, read, or a you, hand. You read my first book, my children's book, right? Part of it. Right? It, well, you read the first page. That's well, all obviously. I wreck on my bike and I rip my knee open to the bone. Mm-hmm. Like I literally could see my bone. I didn't cry at all. Just kind of like, oh, well, there's my bone. Uh, somebody should probably call my mom. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And it, look, I've, I've never, I've had a high pain tolerance my whole. I played a game with a broken forearm. Does I mean, he can't cry. Uh, Hoff, we buying this that Tate never cried as a kid. He did know. say recently that everybody, everyone that plays football is a little bit off. And so he is that pretty, makes sense. He, yeah, and he is pretty emotionless with a lot of things. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever cried for pain. I really don't think so. Yeah, no, I hear you. How about the season finale of Doctor Who? Yeah. <laughs> no. How about when Coughlin yelled there's, at you? Did you cry? Black, there's a black Doctor Who coming. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shooty Gatwa. Yeah. Uh, is is she going to be good? No, it's a he. Is he going to be good? <laughs> yes. He's he's it's, he's black and he's. And it he's, doesn't mean he's going to be good. He's he could be better. He could be worse. It's is he going to be good? It's going to be interesting. He's black and he's homosexual. Interesting. It's very so it's a complete reversal of the script. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Right. I mean, was uh, the other one uh, homosexual or a lot of the Doctor Who white homosexual? No, they were just like. Anti- Asexual? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, it's weird if that makes sense. They didn't have sex with robots? No. That's the robot show, the Doctor Time right? Lords, man. Oh, God. No, the Darlets <laughs> are the robots. Time Lords. <laughs> Got it. Time right, whatever. Lords. Come on, I man. I got break now. Now I really have to go. <laughs> Time Wars, Tide and Time Lords. Yeah, and the TARDIS. <sighs> 877-337-6666. That was, an, that was a very fast hour. Wow. Julian Love coming up next hour. We got Sweeney for some Yankee stuff. The Correa stuff is on the table. And the messaging from the Jets yesterday wasn't incredibly reassuring that their plan for next year will be better than their plan for this year. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 